yeah, X-Men Destiny was one of those. I had a huge... I was really ready for a straight-up, like, good X-Men game where you got to... where you could play as a, a new mutant. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the fundamental problem was that, like, the whole game was so formulaic and... Uh, led to, you know, for one thing, I thought, like, the notion of going around and collecting samples of other mutants' DNA was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think what would have been really cool would have been if you could collect other mutants' DNA... And in equipping it, it opened up new abilities based on the powers you chose. Um, yeah. Because, like, you know, one of the one of the characters was like they could manipulate shadows. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, if you pick up Emma Frost's DNA, like that, maybe that could allow you to create shadow armor basically uh or have a shadow form that is more impervious to damage or something like that instead it just gave you diamond skin and i'm like what the fuck is that yeah like i have a i have a shadow character and they're just running around looking like it what (laughs) so you know that and the fact that in in much the same way that and look i understand that no game is ever going to be able to give you as much choice as you want but given that there's really one choice and that is brotherhood or x-men uh it really should have been more consequential yeah so i'm really i'm really hoping that midnight suns winds up being better than that uh i mean phyraxis has not let me down in the last seven years so well all of the you know both xcom and xcom 2 are really good I mean, Civ Five and Six are amazing. Hmm. Um, so it's hard to get me to uh, say bad things about them. So I, uh, I, I would think so too. Um, let's get started, and then we can talk about this more. Right. Uh, hello, and welcome to the Watcher's Guide to the Marvel Universe, the show brought to you by my fear of dying unremembered. I'm Max. And I am JR. How's it going? Uh, it's been a weird couple weeks. Um, cat died. And, yep. you know, the dealing with the... Because Casey was a mess after that. And, you know, it was... Jade was always very much her cat. Yeah. Um, 
you know, and the suddenness of it, uh, because, you know, we had gotten Jade and Boudica together, um, hence them both being named after Green Lantern characters. <laughs> if they had been gotten separately, that might not have worked out like that, but, uh, the, and Boudica was more my cat, but mm-hmm. when Boudica died, uh, it was, we took her to the vet and she had to be put down. Um, and it wasn't a, a great surprise. And in many ways it was a relief because she was pissing and shitting everywhere. <laughs> uh, whereas Jade just died. So, yeah. So, yeah. But then, uh, but then also like this week I got to be on a, uh, a round table show. Uh, yeah, how did that go? Uh, good. So I was I was worried because like I'm I'm mutuals with someone on Twitter, and you know every so often she'll ask if anyone wants to be on a show, and I'm like I'd been like, eh. uh, and finally finally i worked up the nerve to do it i was like the next time she asks i'm gonna say yes um and she asked again this this past week and i'm like fuck it so i did it and i got on there and there were a couple of like it's people who are making comedy their job right and so that was a little intimidating but I think I, I like I I didn't completely embarrass myself. I made people I made them laugh. Uh, so you know that's a win. Yep. Whatever. Like I wasn't just sitting there like, uh, yep. <laughs> like uh, as long as you participate in the games or not, and by the games I mean the conversation game, then you're probably doing okay. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like you say, if, as long as you're not reduced to ah, ha, 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 yeah, like that's you. That's totally it. Like, don't do that. Don't. Yeah. And so, you know, I was telling I was talking about the time I shit in a litter box. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because allegedly. No, no, I totally <laughs> did. Uh, because there was conversation about like peeing in places and then this one guy armando had talked about how he uh he was really sick and his girlfriend had left and they had just moved in together and he kind of shit the bed a little bit so he was scrambling to hide that like bought whole new sheets but then like they're too new so he took them and ran them through a washer and dryer like 10 times before she got home and so on and like i'm like well I'm going to fucking go for it. So <laughs> I told the story of the time I pooped in a litter box. And uh, <laughs> and Ben, the guy who was hosting, is just like, this is what the show has been leading toward this whole time. <laughs> I'm like, cool. All right. You know. Good to know. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it was it was one of those things of cool. You know, like 
I don't I don't think I'm I don't think I'm ever going to reach a point where I will be a stand-up comedian. Sure. Uh but I, you know, I can be a dude on a panel show. That's good to know. <laughs> like yeah. you know, people make a living doing that. Like you see you see people who are on shows like that uh that you know, they don't they're they're not comedians in the sense that they write and perform stand up or anything like that. They're comedians that in that they go on shows and are funny. And like maybe I could do that. Sure. Okay. Yeah. But either way, you know, we're we're talking like the people on the the people that they had on were people who had written for like Rooster Teeth and a bunch of other, uh, you know, yeah. and stuff like that. People who are getting paid to right. write comedy. Yeah. And, you know, I'm just a stay-at-home dad, so I was I was happy with just being not embarrassing. Yeah. So, as long as you didn't inadvertently grind the conversation to a halt and then there was just a weird pause, unless that pause was funny, but if it's a weird pause, <laughs> uh then you probably did okay. Yeah. So anyway, so yeah, how are you? Oh, I'm fine. Nothing big going on. I haven't... Okay. I just need to sleep better. That would be great. It's been so flipping hot here, and... Oh, yeah, I guess that's my big news. I bought a weed whacker and uh, a blower for lawn cool. work. Because our lawn looked like hell. And when we re-signed our release recently... Um, <laughs> Jocelyn was like, you know, I did notice that it specifically says raking and e or edging and rate or, you know, doing edges and raking and stuff like that under the lawn care clause. And I was like, God damn it. OK, fine. Yeah. So I bought a uh, weed whacker and there you go. Uh, then I, I used it and it was hot and sucked. Yeah. I'm not a lawn care guy. And my neighbor very much is. Like they mm. the house that sits next or that's next to us was a uh had sat on the market for so long. And I only know this because Jocelyn lurks um Zwillow uh habitually. But it sat mm -hmm. there on the market at a price that we were just like this house is worth it if they were do anything to the backyard because the backyard mm -hmm. was a disaster. Um, and uh, it's perfect for these people because they clearly love that shit. Like mm. they've, they have done something with the backyard and it looks pretty great now. But uh, I, I would, me would have walked in and been like, uh, how much are you asking? No, not with that waiting for me in the background. I'm not doing mm. that. Cause I, I just don't like it. Um, yeah. It's not something... There are people for whom... And maybe I, it's because I don't own my house also that I don't care. But like, right. there are people for whom lawn work and you know getting outside and doing all that sweaty is like what they want to do as an adult. They would rather do that. And uh, nah, dude, I did enough of that when I was growing up. I don't care anymore. Like, we lived in the country... Yeah. It's the same thing with camping. Like, you know, I got friends who are like, 
let's go camping. Camping is fun. And I'm like, I did enough fucking camping in high school. I don't need it. And they're like, what? It's not the same. And I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> we go we go sit by, around a fire and get drunk. I can sit in the air conditioning and get drunk with you fools if you want. Uh, but like, I can sit in my backyard with a fire. Like you, yeah. you, ma- you make a makeshift fire pit and you can have a fire in your backyard. And then when it starts to suck, you go the fuck inside. And yeah, no, camping... It's just, well, and I mean, as, you know, did the Boy Scout thing, because dad, and uh, I just did enough camping. Fuck you. I don't want to. Right? And I... Camping was never for me. And it it sucks because growing up, you know, we were were not wealthy. And Mm -hmm. so camping was a cheap, fun thing to do. Except I never found it fun. It was always just like, this sucks, and there's goose shit everywhere. Uh, and, like, I keep getting eaten by things, and I would rather be at home doing literally anything else. Yeah. Casey, Casey, though, she's the one in our household who does all the yard work. Right. She, she like, she considers it, like, a good time to think. And stuff like that. Uh, but no, yeah, no. So I'll I let her do, I let her do that because she's willing to. And I'm just like, have fun. I'll have some Gatorade in here for you when you're done. All right. So what do we got for news? Uh, no way home trailer number uh. one. Let's talk about that second. <laughs> and then Midnight Suns, the new Marvel game coming. Um, okay, so I didn't know about this until we were starting recording, and you were like, do you want to watch the trailer real quick so you don't sound like a completely befuddled idiot? And I was like, ha ha, joke's I on did you. Not, I did not say that. It was merely implied. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> and I watched this trailer that has no gameplay in it, and uh okay cool um new brand new character you're gonna fight some demon uh queen or whatever and uh blah 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 it looks like a marvel game until you tell me that it's made by firaxis the people that made civ civilization and um xcom and this is supposedly xcom in reverse so tactics and but you're the overpowered one. Um, so basically the the New York fight from Avengers where, yeah, you're Iron Man and you can just liquidate a bunch of these, like 20 of these dudes in one go, but there's 2 million of them uh, or right. 20 million of them. Um, okay, fine. Uh, and in a sort of reversal of XCOM, no permadeath because you're not going to do that. Um, to when you're playing as the heroes. Um, so that's kind of wonky. And it makes me, it makes me think of, um, shit. X-Men, that the two dungeon crawler x-men games and the, and the avengers x-men game. legends yeah legends and then uh, avengers 
Ultimate Alliance. Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Yeah. yeah. So it makes me think of those five games because there's, you know, the hub world in this, in right. the, when you come back from each mission, this right. is apparently going to have that as well. Um, and I don't know. This this could either be finally be a Marvel game that I actually want to play for the first time in like seventeen years, because um, Ultimate Alliance Two was the last one I wanted to play. Uh, three just came out and got weird reviews, and I went. I have three, and I want to play it, but I do not have a Switch. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you need that. Um, but so because it's the only thing, it's the only console they fucking put it out for the assholes. I thought they released it on steam eventually. Not that that's much better for you. Um, anyway, two was the last one that I really wanted to play. And so I have a lot of, basically my, my reaction is very well, I have to fall back on the fact that it's a Firaxis game, and like I was telling you before, and I just looked it up, they have let me down exactly half of one time in 10 years. 11 years. Mm. So, and that's the Civilization Beyond Earth just isn't as good as it could be. It's still good. It's still Civilization, but there's just not... It's not as deep, and the expansion didn't help. It made it more complicated instead of actually fixing or expanding some of the problems. Um, or, okay. Yeah, not problems. It just wasn't as deep as it could be. Civ Five, I put 500 hours into easily. Or, yeah, across two different devices, two or three different devices. Civ Six, about the same. Um, mm-hmm. And I've got, I when I had, when I, you know, I bought all the expansions for that recently and haven't even touched them, but I know they're probably great. Um, so, and then XCOM and XCOM 2. Again, combined, I've got a thousand hours in both of those. So, that that's... These are some of my favorite games, is what I'm saying. And if this is... So, this is the publisher, or the, the developer making it. I ha- I can't say this looks crap i can only say i don't know what this is yet but i hope it's it's probably gonna be good so i mean we're talking you know, about the development team that they made an XCOM game on a lark and it's one of the best games of the decade easily well so here's the thing i can't speak to XCOM because i didn't play it. Mm-hmm. um just not really my thing. Uh, what I will say is, so when I first watched the trailer, I was like, is this just Avengers but more? Uh, which did not thrill me because uh, Avengers was a slog. The story was fine, but the game, the actual like game to get or day to day gameplay of the game, I hated. Um, and so, you know, I if it was just Avengers, another one, then no. Um, but looking at it, it's not. Uh, additionally, 
When I first watched the trailer, some of the characters seemed really odd. Because you have characters like Iron Man, Wolverine, and Captain Amer- or Captain Marvel there alongside the occult characters, and it's an occult storyline. So, okay. But reading reading about the game, apparently you will be able to customize your character, the Hunter, and their powers will range from the lighter side of things like Captain America, Iron Man, Captain Marvel, things like that, to the straight-up occult. And so, okay, that makes sense, because maybe, you know, if you're going straight occult, then having someone like Iron Man along makes sense, because they'd be able to handle things that you are not as adept at, and stuff like, this is why teams exist, like, you know... Um, but I don't, I don't know. Uh, time is, time is going to tell. Uh, obviously we have no gameplay footage currently. Yeah. Um, that's what I want to see, but. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, also the, like the last, oh, uh, on a lighter note, I would like a moratorium on um acdc and uh metallica in trailers any trailer mm-hmm. of any variety uh it, gun not guns and roses who am i thinking of this was uh this was a cover of enter sandman by metallica was it yeah okay then no no more of that i'm done in all trailers no more covers of of those no more covers of heavy metal rock songs i'm done okay um i'm just making a decree that's Uh, fine and uh uh, then also also slowed down slowed down songs like in trailers just fuck off god damn like Uh, that worked once in mad world from that one guy and that was affecting and then everyone was like let's just do that and no yeah god damn it no yeah the the gary jewels mad world is one of the few covers that is uh superior to the original and that actually made that whole thing work uh and which one came first that or um hurt i think that I think Mad World came first. Because that was in Donnie Darko, I know. And Donnie Darko predates Hurt, I believe. But, whatever. Um, You go ahead and look that up, and uh, we'll see. But, the other thing to talk about this week is uh, the No Way Home trailer. Uh, Can't avoid it. No matter what, no matter how much we may wish we could. Uh, the No Way Home trailer came out. Uh, I'm, so I'm happy that it came out because every time No Way Home has trended on Twitter, it's been people saying, where's the fucking trailer? And it's just like, shut the fuck up, man. It's gonna come out. You don't have to worry about whether or not Marvel is going to market their movies. (laughs) 
That is the least of our concerns. Marvel because and that w- Sony would like to continue making money. It's in fact the only thing they want to do. So, right. uh, yeah. I mean, just chill. It's either coming, they're going to release something. Just are, are you not having a hard enough year and a half? <laughs> like, you... Please don't make it worse for everyone else. I can come to your house and, you know, destroy your blender if that'll make you feel something like else. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's whatever. But um, the trailer came out and it looks fine. Uh, I mean, I'm going to see it. Of course I'm going to see it. I'm not going to see it. I'm going to see it. Uh, You know, there were a few things. Number one. I think it would be hilarious if uh, if they straight up did not have Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield in this movie. Yeah, that's never been confirmed. Well, that's, that's yeah. just people saying shit. That has want... never been on a press release ever. They're probably going to be in it. I, I mean, would. I probably hope not. going to. I hope not. But but I, I created fucking violence against this I, fan base. <laughs> like <laughs> seriously, Spider-Man Twitter is the worst. Is the worst. They're fucking awful. Um, but anyway, yeah. If you're if you're part of Spider-Man Twitter, like and and understand, I mean Spider-Man Twitter proper, like. If you're a Spider-Man fan and you are on Twitter, this does not pertain to you. Yeah. If you are part of Spider-Man Twitter, you're the fucking worst. Yeah. No. End of story. I just crave violence for the... You just, just mental goddamn anguish that they will all goddamn explode if they don't get the thing that they were promised that they were never promised. Like, yeah. that's... Like, the same guys that got all pissy when the um, Switch OLED released and they were just like we were but switch pro and it's like no one ever said that yeah ever but the the thing the thing ultimately like okay if they're gonna have them in there please have some other spider-man as well like it's really weird to do a whole multiversal thing only to like have him interact with two other dudes um so like Throw some other Spider-Man in there. Put fucking Miles Morales in there. Yeah. Like, you know, have... Fuck. Cast Jake Johnson and have him in there just as a fun little Spider-Verse thing. Like, you know... Fuck yeah. Like, have several Spider-Men. Not just the two that we know about in the MC... Like, in the movie... uh, multiverse as it were um the other thing is i see a lot of people talking about strange fucking up the spell strange did not fuck up the spell peter fucked up the spell when you are in the middle of a spell and the one casting it tells you to shut the fuck up you shut the fuck up but more to the point like so the the thing about it is, is when it comes down to it, magic in most of these universes is about intent. Yeah. And 
if Peter walked in there with a certain intent, but then started to like question whether or not the, whether this whether or not this was what he really wanted mid spell, of course it's going to fuck up. But uh, and ultimately, like, there's a lot of people saying, "Well, just tell them again after the spell is cast." But the problem is, like, it seems as though the spell is all or nothing. And if it's like the spell in the comics, he can't just go around announcing he's Spider-Man or it completely undoes the spell. Hmm. Because that's what happened to Peter in the comics, is this spell was cast, um, we found out retroactively about it post-Brand New Day, that while the the actual impetus for everybody forgetting was his deal with Mephisto in continuity. What happened was he went to Dr. Strange and was like, people need to forget who I am. So strange worked with Iron Man and Reed Richards to make that happen. Uh, in, in uh, spider Island, he, he got on, he got on a, on camera wearing a Spider-Man mask and said, so Spider Island was a storyline where all of New York had spider powers. If you did not have superpowers, you were suddenly a spider person. And (laughs) it was causing all sorts of problems. Like people were going nuts. And so Peter, in an attempt to corral things, got on camera and was like, my name's Peter Parker. I am a Spider-Man. Uh, (laughs) we need to work together for the better, for the best, you know, of our community and to find a way out of this. He, like, he, he never says, I'm Spider-Man, the Spider-Man, the only Spider-Man, me, Spider-Man, that guy, that's me. But the fact that he got on camera and was just like, (laughs) Spider-Man undid the spell. And so, like, after it was over, his girlfriend at the time broke up with him because she's just like, you've been hiding your Spider-Man. And he's like, what? And she's like, I'm a cop, Peter. I'm not fucking stupid. You're Spider-Man. And he's like, yeah, but you shouldn't know that. (laughs) And so he goes to Doctor Strange and he's like, what the fuck happened? I thought the spell. And Doctor Strange is like, you got on camera and said, I'm Spider-Man. What do you want me to do? <laughs> like, So it is entirely possible, if it is at all similar to the comics, that him just going around telling people, hey, by the way, I'm Spider-Man, could undo it. Yep. That's... Uh, the other thing that made me so tired and why I'm just so tired of this all of this is that like you know people talking about how he wouldn't you had a really good reaction to this and i think a couple other people were having the same sort of reaction which was well dr strange isn't gonna fuck up this badly or he's not gonna do it he's not gonna do a, a spell like this and it's like this is recently made the most arrogant man in this universe like seriously like no constant arrogance 
Instead he was, of he's, when he was training, he was stealing books from the library that they were like, "You're not ready for that yet." And so even he at stole his them. at his lowest point, though, his his arrogance that he was so special that he could not be allowed to lay in this state was instead of just getting th- physical therapy and a job was to go to fucking Timbuktu and scale a mountain because or right. into a and break into a hidden community that he shouldn't even know about because he's that kind of guy right like instead of settling for any like this is the kind of arrogance i'm talking about like even the stealing the books that's that's well, even he was told specifically the, that you are not ready for this knowledge but i'm talking about like we're talking about a dude who even when he was busted but even even if you even if you say well he's mellowed since meeting the ancient one and becoming the sorcerer supreme since meeting the ancient one he was studying shit he was not supposed to be studying he was he went and like used the time stone even when they said don't fuck with this this isn't for you yeah he's just like no, I think it's for me. <laughs> like, no, because he just picked it up. Like, okay, so that yeah, the sanctum in Hong Kong explodes, and he his reaction is, okay, I'll just grab this. Let's go. And Mordo is like, what are you fucking doing? We told you, you're only doing. She would never let you do this. And he's like, yeah, too bad. We're going. <laughs> and yeah, ah, uh, no, I mean, we're talking. That's. That's before, and then like you know he's he's the level-headed one in Infinity War, and I'm like no, no 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 he's only the level-headed one by comparison. Everybody else on Titan, barring Gamora and or not Gamora, barring uh, Mantis and Drax and Peter. Everybody else on on Titan was a raging asshole. So like, he's he's only the level headed one on Titan by comparison to Peter Peter Quill and uh, um, uh, Tony. Tony, just Tony all the time. And more to and more to the point, he does the whole like looking into every possible future and determining that there's only one in which they win. And so he makes the decision that that's what they're going to do. Yeah. Now, I recognize... Without telling Tony what the fucking plan is. Without telling anybody. Yeah. Like, here's the thing. He... He does not... (coughs) I understand you can't tell Tony because of the whole, like, if I tell you this is the one universe in which we win, it won't be. And all of that shit. Right, right. I get that. But, like, talk to somebody else. Like... Maybe you, maybe this is too big a decision to make by yourself, even if you are Sorcerer Supreme. Like, you are banking a lot, you know, and nobody is in on it? Nobody yeah. is in on it. Yeah. Um, like, he, he simply, t- he's simply just like, this was the only way to win, and then turns to dust, and... Like, you're you're banking on everything else playing out the way it should, but, like, maybe say, 
oh, by the way, when they show up on your doorstep, do it. Like, you yeah. know, or something. But, you know, no. When who shows up? When? Why? Uh, but instead, he's just like, nope, I am the only one who can be trusted with this knowledge. And I'm dead by... So, yeah, so, yeah like, I that level of arrogance is absolutely in character. So I completely buy... He's also, you know, hyper-competitive, just like Tony was. He's Tony, but magic. And, uh, um, and so when Wong is like, do not fucking do this, he's like, oh yeah, we're doing this. So, duh. Like, I yeah. get it. Um, I am open to the possibility of this being to strange being one of the bads also though um based on some of the i'm open i don't think it's i'm not a hundred percent like that's what it is but i'm more like he's being shifty in some of the later scenes after that where it's Mm -hmm. like why is he pushing peter's astral self out of him in that one still um it looks like Peter's in a rush. So like, why is he doing that? Unless it's a, you know, you don't know what you're doing. You're messing with something you shouldn't, blah, 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 that kind of thing. Or, and then the train scene, they, it looks like they're fighting each other. And I don't know. Maybe they're not. Maybe they are. I'm open. Mm. Um, I just get, the thing I get tired of is the, Spider-Man, the Sony-ness of it. I know that I'm not supposed to be like that, but like the the Spider-Man discourse also. I'm just so t- I don't care. Hmm. I don't. Yeah. I don't know why you. I don't know why you guys love those two move those two and a half movies so much. Um, but okay, I thought they were. Fu- I thought they were pretty good, but uh, I didn't build my entire identity around them. I, yeah, the Spider-Man discourse is just so much like, this is why your favorite Spider-Man sucks and you suck for liking them and I hope you die. And it's just like, guys, come on. Like, they were this all fine. They yeah. all had their drawbacks. You know, Amazing Spider-Man 2 was crap. I'm sorry. It was. I like thought the, the first one was the first Amazing Spider-Man was okay. I the first remember. one wasn't bad. The second one was a fucking mess, and like, yeah, it was bad. That's just it was because real they, bad. They made weird choices. Like I'm, I'm, I'm all for swinging for the fences when it comes to stuff like that. But like, Dane DeHaan looked terrible um, yeah. in that movie. Uh, Dane DeHaan always kind of looks sick, but like he looked, he looked terrible. Um, do you think, do you think Harry was just going to be in that one? And then they were like, they added the sickness thing because they cast him and it was just like, might as well lean into it. But then like the way that his, he was fuzzy in places, like what are, what? Yeah. Um, I, All I, of the weird sequel bait and spin-off bait and But that's just that's the soniness of it that I don't like. Is Well, that, yeah. Because say what we will or say what I will about uh um Marvel Studios and the way that they <clears throat> do 
they build nostalgia for a thing that hasn't come yet. Like, yeah. but they're fucking masters at it by now, right? Like the way they build their movies when they don't have Sony involved is, and the TV shows as well is like, let's, let's build, let's, we're dropping Easter eggs for stuff that isn't here yet. And like, we're letting you kind of run around with it for a while before yeah. we give you answers. Um, and then we'll give you answers while dropping new Easter eggs. Like that's what they do. Sony. Well, yeah. And Sony it drives ham- engagement like a motherfucker. Sony ham fists their shit so hard that like with amazing Spider-Man two and the, the scene with the man in dark, uh, the, the man in the hat. And it's like, I don't guys a little bit of decorum here. Have some tact. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we should I, do, uh, com- we should start comics or we'll never start comics. I guess. I don't know. Do we, we have, have to, to? We <laughs> can breeze. We can. We can murder. 18 books of Thor. Let's do it. This this week is a whole lot of wrapping up other canceled books. <laughs> and it's really annoying. Um, but anyway. Yeah. Um. Uh, the last thing I'll say, and this is not related to the No Way Home thing, there was a really interesting article that was done uh, regarding the Shang-Chi movie um, and about the characters' origins in uh, Yellow Peril and Fu Manchu and all of that, and how the movie is not act- not even is not just ignoring it but actively destroying those stereotypes uh it's worth reading it's the one that i the one is the first in a three-part series so i will link to that in um when i post this episode because it's an interesting read and it's you know worth checking out because it does talk it does talk about um how Yellow Peril became a thing and why so much of it is based in um, economic worries as far as like foreigners taking our jobs and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, how even to the present day, there's a lot of that present, even though they've gotten rid of Fu Manchu, Zheng Zhu, who is now Shang-Chi's father in the comics, still has a lot of that you know long fingers it's the asian facial hair all of that so and how the movie actually takes great pains to make uh the mandarin a human being um and that yes he's the villain but they didn't want to make him an out and out stereotype Mm -hmm. so it's a it's an interesting read and I highly recommend it. Cool. Anyway, onto the comics, which is what we're actually supposed to be here for. Uh, it's either that or bitch about Spider Man for another uh, I guess hour and then we call it a day. Let's do it. <laughs> no. Uh, I mean we can there's a lot of this, I just don't care. Uh 
Thor number 283 has a cover by John Buscema, written by Roy Thomas, penciled by John Buscema, inked by Chick Stone, colored by George Russos, lettered by Joe Rosen, and edited by Roy Thomas, Jim Shooter, and Mark Grunewald. Uh, after stopping a robbery in Mexico City and questioning Odin about the Celestials, Thor heads to the Andes to the Celestial Dome, Celestials Dome and tries to smash his way in to no avail. The Celestial Gaminon collects a plane which draws Thor's ire and Thor is seemingly destroyed by Gaminon. A um, couple of things here. Number one, uh, there is a thing John Buscema has, does uh, that has made me increasingly irate and that is so when he's drawing people with their mouths open like mid yell he draws their teeth uh as just like a single chunk which okay um i don't expect him to draw every fucking cavity in there or anything like that like it's fine you know do what you gotta do but then he draws he draws he draws it in such a way that it winds up being a weird chunky thing that invariably makes them look like they have buck teeth and I fucking hate it. Like oh, yeah. whatever whatever other strengths John Buscema's line work has when I see that it just it it makes me see red. Like my, the vein in my head throbs because I'm just like, is this some sort of weird mutated chipmunk or is this supposed to be a human being? Yeah. You can see it really well in the, in the bad guys at the beginning, the first few pages. Yeah. Yeah. They, it's because like I said, especially this dude driving the car at him. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's annoying as fuck. And like I said, I don't I don't expect you to draw every tooth. If you want to draw like a just a straight or a curved line that is meant to be indicative of teeth, okay. Like cool, let's do it. But this thing he does where the where it's a single thing and bumpy just mm-hmm. drives me fucking crazy. Yeah. Um Odin in this issue, I genuinely wonder why the fuck anybody puts up with odin like he's just being a pissy baby the whole time (laughs) like he's thor thor calls out to him and odin shows up and he's like what the fuck do you want and thor's like look uh you don't have to come at me so hot i just have a couple of questions i want to ask um no i have no ill will towards you and he's like answers fuck you i'm not giving you shit and he's like no really it's just just two i just got two questions and he's like okay sure fine let's see and he asks the first question (coughs) and he's like um what should i do basically it's like what should i do about donald blake and he's like i'm not telling you shit he's like okay um what should I do about the Celestials? And he's like, I'm not telling you shit. And it's like, dude. It's like Brett Kavanaugh's hearings. He's just like, no. And the (laughs) fact that you're asking is bullshit. Yeah, the fact that you're asking me about 
why I would have it if I have some sort of knowledge of the Celestials is it frankly insulting. And it's like you're not the victim here, dude. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, currently no one is the victim. If you yeah. just tell him anything, he'd either give up or go give up and go away or continue doing whatever the fuck he's doing and you're going to come to loggerheads with him anyway. So like, mm-hmm. what are you why are you being a baby? Yeah. He's oh, just no. mad that Thor's right. And God, he, that, I mean, that is what it is. He even yeah. says sort, sort of similar things later on when Mimir is just being an asshole to him. And he's like, he's like, Mimir says something to the effect of, you're just pissy because he left of his own accord when you wanted to banish him. And he's like, shut up. No. That's that's the thing that I really like about Mimir here is Mimir does not have to have the pretense of like, yes, all father, thank you so much for even noticing me. He's just like, you're an asshole. You're fucking up your kids. And I hate you. I hate I hate you personally, because if you notice, I am a giant flaming head and that is all you. Um, Not a big fan. It sucks. Also, I have the entirety of knowledge, like all wisdom is mine to give mm-hmm. or take. And uh, you clearly haven't picked up on the fact that I only what I give you, I only give you to hurt you. So yeah. Uh, like, uh, yeah, maybe it's useful, but uh, I make sure that I give you the most just delectably cruel pieces of wisdom because yeah. I fucking hate you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so Thor number 284 has a cover by Dave Cockrum, Bob McLeod, and Gaspar Saladino, is colored by Glynis Ween, and lettered by Tom Morzakowski and Joe Rosen. Uh, having escaped destruction by switching to Donald Blake, Thor has stolen inside of the dome along with the passengers of the plane. Uh, Blake and Dr. Damien speak about the Celestials only to discover that A, Ajak was listening the whole time, and B, two of the passengers are not what they claim. One is a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent who's looking for his fellow agents that were taken and then atomized back in the Eternals book. And uh, the other is a deviant named Ereshkigal. Uh, a fight breaks out, uh, and Thor is able to use the chaos to escape with the plane back to the U.S. Whoop-dee-doo. This, this issue's a lot of faffing about. Um, yep. And that's, that's and kind of what a lot of this week is, and it drives me fucking crazy. And that's why I f- kept falling asleep while I was reading. Is yeah. Because then this is a, one of the very, very faffing about kind of issues because we have to explain what the Eternals and the Celestials are to the Thor readers again. We have Mm -hmm. to explain Thor for some reason and that was more in the previous issue. Like We have to explain who Thor is and Mm -hmm. his recurrent relationship with the rest of the Asgardians Mm -hmm. again. And we have to do all of this like homework to get to Maybe we're going to have some conflict. And then we do meaningless conflict in the middle of it where it's like, 
you're gonna tell me where my CIA people are and the you know the CIA guy pulls a gun and Ajak and the doctor what's his face are like oh them okay they're over here in these boxes and he's like <laughs> what and he's like yeah they're in the box it's fine they're in the boxes we'll give you the boxes and instructions on how to unatomize them and the guy is indignant like okay look i mean i know it's irritating that they're currently atoms yes but we're being as generous as we possibly can about this let's just get everybody out of the dome all right cool and then more than anything though i want to see those guys reconstituted <laughs> like where they where <laughs> they get spread they just never stop screaming <laughs> <laughs> my consciousness was spread across a one meter square cube i can't i can't believe anything i oh my god i have fingers i'm breathing air like, yeah um, like they they're they're just like well i mean you were only there for like a, a month. couple of months and he's just and he's like to you <laughs> to me i had no concept of time it was just I was there, and I was all that was, and I could not interact with anything. I spent an eternity, eternity just in a, in a formless void, and I could do nothing about it. And 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 they're just like, so... It was, it was the worst kind of prison. We're going to give you six weeks of uh, counseling, and then you'll be back on active duty. And it's just like... <sighs> <laughs> you have no idea how tenuous our grip on consciousness is <laughs> yeah um, uh, but then yeah then we get this other bullshit like it just it's we get this deviant thrown into the mix to basically stir up animosity that was already there between thor and ajak and like i don't care man let's go you got uh, we got places to be motherfucker yeah um and then meanwhile yeah the cersei and i or icarus are um i don't know being cersei and icarus and go back to olympia well no uh, that was uh what's her face damien's daughter that too cersei uh whatever anyway thor number 285 has a cover by Keith Pollard, Bob Layton, and Gaspar Saladino, colored by George Russos, and lettered by Joe Rosen. Uh, Thor returns the plane to JFK and heads to the apartment of Cersei, the address for which he got from Dr. Damien, only to find it, it smashed up and Carcass is there. Uh, the two fight until they realize they're not enemies, and Carcass reveals that they found a new city of the Deviants under New York City. Um, but Icarus and What's-Her-Nuts, Margot, were captured, and, uh, as well as Thena and the Reject, and Carcass was just like, somebody needs to be there to tell the story, bye! <laughs> um, which, okay, um... Carcass is my favorite part of <laughs> the, the Eternal stuff, which is bad. Right? Like, that is in that is definitely an indictment of the book. Because he is the smartest one out of all of them. Easily, mm -hmm. always. With the 
Yeah, no. Um, he's also the least an asshole. And mm-hmm. because he's... Because of that being a juxtaposition against his truly monstrous form. Like, him being like, huh, we're losing, bye! And peacing out, and then when he and Thor get into a little bit of a tussle, and he's like, wait, wait, whoa, 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 wait, wait. I think we're not fighting. And he's like, oh, all right, let's go. Um, Carcass is better than everybody else. We don't deserve Carcass. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the Eternals do not deserve Carcass. Um, But after all of this, Cersei is just like, I was here the whole time and transformed into a figurine. And... Uh, I took a prisoner and he's that ceramic cat over there. And they're just like, how were we supposed to know that? And she's like, it doesn't go with the decor, you fool. And uh, so she transforms the deviant back to his normal form. And uh, he's just like, uh, I forget what exactly, like they threaten him a bit and he's, agrees to tell them to about a secret entrance into the deviant city so whatever that brings us to uh thor number 286 which has a cover by keith pollard al milgram and irving watanabe and uh is penciled by keith pollard and colored by glennis ween uh thor cersei and carcass attempt to sneak into the deviant city but they are discovered and thor and carcass are captured as cersei flees this time however as they're brought before brother toad it turns out that thor is actually cersei at which point donald donald blake appears out of nowhere and grabs his cane from crow um transforms back to thor they start smashing shit up The Deviant leaders flee as the city is destroyed, and Thor heads with the Eternals to Olympia to request their aid against the Celestials. Also, Odin is up to some shit and sending people on missions. Missions? Yeah. Yep. We'll get into what they actually involve later, but it's Sif going to collect the Destroyer armor and the Warriors 3 fighting a dragon for as yet unexplained reasons. Yep. So, whatever. Also, Crow gets left behind by Toad. Yeah. Which is fun. Um, yeah, because fuck Crow. Fuck Crow. But, like, you know, it's been a thing in the books where we haven't truly decided what kind of backstory they've had. Um, but, like, Thena and Crow used to be a thing. And Thena is uh, continually trying to tell Crow, like, you know you're boss is an asshole and your entire society sort of sucks right and he's like no my boss isn't an asshole and uh then toad leaves him so i it's what's really frustrating is how often um you have these situations where uh you know, it happens with the Inhumans. It happens with the with mutants. It happens with Deviants, where it's just like, they can look like literally anything. Make them anything you want. They can look like whatever. You are not, you are not beholden to 
the actual forces of evolution. And they're yeah. just like, this one looks like a demon. And you're like, okay, all right. <laughs> but maybe we could branch out. And then it's just like, this is a normal guy, but he has horns. And you're just like, that's the same thing, guys. <laughs> you did it again. They can be anything. Uh, this one's kind of fat and green. <sighs> All right. All right. I'm whatever. You do you. <clears throat> like that's the art the... in the gaming. I don't remember who did that Eternals. The Neil uh, John Romita Jr. As I recall. So the deviants in that are really cool. Mm-hmm. The um, celestials in that are really cool. It's something about the way the colors are flattened that make the humans look just weird. Yeah. And I don't like it. <laughs> okay. Um, I think it might actually be the colors, not the pencils. The pencils are a little angular for me, but that's fine. Like, I can get past that. But yeah. the the inking and coloring is so... Such a choice in that book. Anyway, sorry. I'm derailing us. You're fine. Uh, so, Thor number 287 uh, has a cover by Keith Pollard, Bob Layton, and Irving Watanabe. Colored by Marie Severn. The Eternals of Olympia are having their Olympics, because why the fuck not? And Sif and the Warriors 3 are doing the shit Odin told them to do. The Olympics are interrupted when the Forgotten One, now called Hero, arrives, and he and Thor are teleported before the One Above All mid-fight. The Forgotten One is really annoying, because he needs to decide on a name. He's the Forgotten One. He's Hero. He's Gilgamesh. Choose one, you fucker. Because literally, like if you read, if you read Gilgamesh's uh, Wikipedia wiki page, it's just like Gilgamesh now going by blah, 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 did this. The forgotten one now going by Gilgamesh again, went home and got had a beer or whatever. And it's just like, just pick a fucking name. Like, no, no superhero does it this much that yeah. they that they have to like constantly say, oh, by the way, he was going by this at this point in time. Uh, the only person who comes close is Pym. And yeah, that's yeah, because he ch- he switches back and forth. His problem is like the some, most mentally ill superhero. You mean <laughs> some days he some days he's Yellow Jacket, some days he's Ant Man, some days he's uh, but like he he has about four or five different identities that he's just kind of picking at, like yeah. depending on the day. Um, it's like the superhero. It's the superhero equivalent um, of like just like who do I want to be today? Like yeah, you exactly. know, just like. Today, I think I'll dress like business casual and tomorrow it'll just be fun and islandy. And then like the next day, like, man, pick a wardrobe. <laughs> um, but it, correct me if I'm wrong, and I probably am. I am a lot. Um, is So throughout this hero 
cites some things that are historical references to him as Gilgamesh, right? Or right. from from the stories. Right. Um, but he also cites some other things that are not him as Gilgamesh, that are other heroes. Yeah. Okay. I thought I thought that because I was like, wait a minute, that's somebody. You know, I think it was. It wasn't Hercules or one of the other. It was like Theseus or something. And I was like, that wasn't you. Um, yeah, I mean, Gilgamesh. Gilgamesh was kind of a bunch of different um, people <laughs> throughout history. And I mean, it stands to reason, given that Gilgamesh was kind of the proto-hero story. Yeah. And so when you look at it, like there are a lot of those parallels with, you know, like uh, Mage did something similar wherein... Kevin Matchstick thinks he's the the soul of King Arthur uh, reincarnated when in fact he's actually Gilgamesh um, and stuff like that. So, mm. you know, whatever. Whatever. <laughs>